everyone how are you lovely ladies uh fountain of wisdom ministries ladies you know like installations uh trust you're all keeping well trust your families are well trust um your jobs everything going on well with you well this is reverend mother just touching base with you and um, yeah i just also wanted to share a few things with you and um, actually what has prompted this uh, recording today is the unfortunate um, death of a sister in Nigeria, this um, popular singer, anointed singer, um, Sister Osinachi Mwachuku, allegedly um, killed by her husband in terms of, um, in the sense that the allegation uh, is that she, I think the doctors, uh, her sister granted an interview with Vanguard, uh, with the Vanguard newspapers, and just confirmed that um, the doctors said she died of um, clusters of blood in her chest. And uh, the allegation by her sister was that this cluster of blood, uh, clusters of blood found in her chest, which the doctors confirmed, but her story behind the clusters was that this was a result of the kicks in the chest that she had received from her husband. Definitely, it had uh, been a marriage that had been um, full of abuses. She had suffered a lot of abuse, physical abuses from her husband. And unfortunately, she had kept it to herself. She had uh, been covering all kinds of things, even from her family members. I don't know if the church, I don't know if her, their local church was aware. I'm not sure of that. And, uh, but she had been quite, you know, quiet about it and uh, covering up all kinds of things. And now she's gone, passed on. I'm not um, a judge over the man. Everything still has to be proved. But uh, there are so many things out there. Well, my own point is just to um, bring this to our attention and to first of all say that I want to remind us and make it very clear unequivocally that this ministry, Fountain of Wisdom Ministries, does not support um, physical abuse or any form of abuse in marriage. We do not support it. We do not, um, we're not a party to it. Uh, it's not what we preach, it's not what we believe, it's not what we, what we propagate. Now, there are things that are deep-rooted in our culture, deep-rooted in tradition. Jesus said to the religious people that by your tradition you have made void the word of God. Things that are deep-rooted in, uh, in our nature, in the fallen nature, things that are deep-rooted in religion, and we had embraced and I've always spoken out against the the imbalanced message of submission that had been preached over the years propagated because it suited a group of people and still suits them and um, from the fall of man Adam blamed his wife for taking the for, for, for eating the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil when God came asking him, Adam, and all of that. And from that time, the woman has always been blamed for everything. 
if your husband doesn't succeed, you are blamed. And not only is a woman blamed for everything, unfortunately, she also blames herself. And because of this, the woman had taken on a burden, a load. She believes that everything must work and she is responsible for making everything work. After all, if something doesn't work, she's going to be blamed for it. If her husband's ministry or job doesn't go well, she's going to be blamed for it. If the marriage breaks down, she's going to be blamed for it. If the children don't turn out right, she's going to be blamed for it. And so because of this blame game, which leaves the man of the hook, the woman has taken on the responsibility and a burden, a burden, a burden. And we're seeing the fallout today. It's not just, um, it hasn't just started. It's been on for a long time. I've sat at weddings where the message preached was all about the woman submitting. I was at a wedding years ago, my niece's wedding. The message, there was not one thing directed at the man. Everything was about the woman submitting, 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 submitting. And I have relatives who are victims of this wrongly skewed, imbalanced message of submission that is not in line with the scriptures. When God made man, he made Adam in the in, in, in Genesis chapter one, Adam means mankind. He made them male and female. The Bible says he gave both of them authority. He gave them the mandate to be fruitful. The Bible says he blessed both of them. Genesis 5 says in the day God created man, he made him male and female. The Bible says in Christ there's no male, there's no female, there's no Jew, there's no Gentile, there's no born, there's no free. And the Bible tells us in 1 Peter that the man and the woman, the man and his wife, they are heirs together of the grace of life. So what we are propagating are things that are as a result of the fall, the fall of man. From the time man fell, God came and he said, he declared the curse. And he said to the woman, your desire will be towards your husband and is going to rule over you. It was as a result of the fall, as a curse, that the issue of one ruling over the other came into being, came into existence. That wasn't the case before. Before the fall, he blessed both of them. And that's why when you look at the gospel, throughout the time Jesus Christ was on earth, he never said anything about, you know, about this thing, of, of this thing that we carry on and on. All this issue of the woman is, is, is you know, what, what has suggested the inferiority, making a woman look like a second-class citizen, an afterthought, I want to say to you clearly that this is not of God. It is something that is completely out of context. It is an erroneous message. The Bible says we should submit one to another. The Bible says, I was reading today, even Philippians 2, just in my daily devotion, reading about how the Bible, God, you know, Paul the Apostle talking to Christians, talking to Christians, how we should let the mind of Christ be in us. He wasn't addressing it to women. And then the letters that have been misunderstood and taken to an 
to, to, to an erroneous, uh, are taken out of their context. And that is the thing that has been causing problem in the body of Christ. But apart from that, it is rooted in culture, rooted in tradition, rooted in tradition. And what is an error? Error contains truth. Error is when truth is taken out of context. Error contains truth. The Bible preaches submission. Yes, the Bible says husband, wife, you know, husband, both of you should be. You, the Bible talks about Christians submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. And then in the home, the Bible talks about husbands loving your wife as Christ loved the church and the wife submitting to the husband. But things have been taken out of context. It has been taken out of context. And then you find women covering up, covering up, pretending, enabling, enabling their abusive husbands. Because, like I said, because the woman is blamed for everything, then she has unconsciously and consciously taken on a burden, a burden that is not what God has put on her. Jesus was speaking to the religious leaders, how they put burdens on people that they themselves will not even put out a finger to lift. And this is what religion does. Religion enslaves. Religion puts people in captivity. Jesus said you have laid burdens on people, burdens that you yourself are not even going to, you are not willing to use a finger you're not going to lift it with any finger and that is what is going on with this erroneous teaching on submission it's always about the woman it's always about the woman and some of you women you are dying slowly some of you you have you have sworn to an oath of secrecy and let me say this with every sense of responsibility it is worse in the church it is worse in the church because in the church we have to keep the show looking good, especially when the man is now preaching or is not there on the pulpit. You now take on an extra job to make sure, oh, you don't want to be the one to make to, to, to make, make it look like his ministry. I knew a man who was always telling his wife, you know, you're affecting my ministry, you're affecting my ministry. Even when this man was committing adultery, she expected this woman to be playing along, to be, anytime the woman, you know, was like, no, I'm not going to come to church today. No, you're affecting my ministry, you're affecting my ministry, you're affecting. He never spoke about how he was sleeping around committing adultery. This was supposed to be a pastor not in our ministry but these are the things that are going on and the woman had to keep on playing to the gallery she had to keep the show going on some women have grown up children and they're still covering things from them they have children they have siblings they don't share with them what they are going through even when their siblings are even christians they have parents they have mothers they don't speak to their mothers and they pretend some women are beaten, they have bruises all over them. They will lie that they fell. Instead of saying that they, they, they were physically abused, covering up all kinds of things. I want you to know that this teaching of submission that has been going on, that has enslaved you as a woman, that has caused you to be so battered and made you to carry so much burden, and you are even under that weight of that burden, keeping the show running on, when you go for counseling, everything is put back on the woman because men cannot be discipled by men. Men are not listening to pastors. Even the pastors themselves are not being pastored. They're not humbling themselves. So it's always the women. Every attention is on the woman. 
I remember growing up, even in our culture, it was always about the woman. It's always about the girl's child. Wash the plates, do this, do that, do that. Make sure you keep yourself. Make sure you protect yourself. Make sure you keep yourself because no man, no man will want to marry you this way. No man will want to marry you. So it has always been. It is rooted in our tradition. It is rooted in our culture and the selfish nature of the, the, the way men have grown up selfishly is also rooted in the culture. It's rooted in the home. A lot of times when some of us have the male child and the, and the girl child and the female child, some of us don't get the male child to work, to do anything in the home. It's always about the girl child. This girl child has always borne the burden. And then she gets married, it continues. She takes on the burden of having to cover up, having to do everything. If things are not working, she's to be blamed. And sometimes, even most of the time, the, 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 the chief culprits are even women, fellow women. Fellow women. I, I was looking at, at a video clip of a pastor, not in our ministry, he was declaring something. And, you know, everybody jumped up without even thinking about what he was saying. They were hailing him, they were clapping, and I saw his wife, the poor woman, sitting down. And I, I wonder the kind of pressure she would have been under because she would be, she would be, made, she would, she would be made to be seen as not supporting her husband. Why are you not shouting? Why are you not saying amen? When everybody's shouting, so these women, and I looked at after a while, poor woman, she just raised her hand like waving the hand. She could not even bring herself to stand up. I'm sure she was still confused about what the man was saying. I'm sure she was still trying to process because she's the one who lives with this person. And she's the one that will leave with the consequences of what the man was saying. These people in the hallelujah corner, all they do hallelujah, hallelujah, not processing anything, and they go back to their home, and she's left, she's the one left with them with, to live with the consequences. She's under so much, so much. Some, some pastors, when they are preaching, they, 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 the, woman, the woman has to be careful so she doesn't become the subject of his teaching. And they have to look like they are fine. Maybe even on the way to church, they were abused. Before leaving home, maybe they cried. Maybe they were not happy. But they had to keep the show running, pretend. Even maybe they didn't even feel like going to church because of, because of the way they were feeling. As a result of the abuse, they just suffered. But they had to be in church. Because everybody would say, where is she? And then she'll be seen to be pulling down her husband's ministry like a woman. A pastor was always telling his wife. You are pulling down my ministry. So she has to keep the show going, running. I want to say to you women, you need to value yourself. You need to value yourself. You want to remember that you are God's own child. You are God's own daughter. You are not a mistake. You are not an aftermath. You want to know that God loves you. God cares for you. Even if nobody understands what you are going through. Even if nobody is there, remember Malachi says God is a witness between the man and his wife. God sees all that is going on. And I want to say to you, a lot of women have killed, some women, not a lot, some women have killed themselves. That has been their own response to the abuse they were suffering. Set themselves on fire. And a lot of women, some women have been killed like this sister Sinachi or Sinachi. Some women have been killed. And also, some women 
in their reaction have become murderers, have, had, have, have killed their husband. And then the story is, oh, women are now killing their husbands. All these are the different responses to all these abuses. Rather than you being killed, rather than you killing yourself, and rather than you now becoming someone that will now kill somebody, why don't you step out? Why don't you cry out for help? Do you know that separation is not a sin? Why don't you separate yourself from that abusive relationship? Why don't you look for help and seek help? Why don't you cry out? You're afraid nobody will understand you. Somebody was speaking to me years ago that the most painful thing about abuse, the most pain, the greatest pain an abuse, a victim of abuse suffers is the pain of nobody understanding them. Nobody believing them, rather. You look at yourself, who will believe me? I remember a lady who said to me that my husband, nobody will believe me. Nobody will believe me. He said he has passive aggression because the man looks so soft on the outside. Everybody, the opinion they had of him was different. So I can imagine that woman who's going to believe me. Everybody already Assume that she's the person who is this, who is that, that she's the bad person, and the guy is a good person. Today, that marriage has broken down. Today, they are divorced. But remember when she used to cry out? When she used to cry out? She said, but, but people never believed her. There are times I had to correct women, women who were siding. I'm not about siding with men or women. That's not the issue. But women that will not even believe their fellow women if they cried out to them. And I want to say to you, if you have taken an oath of secrecy, and maybe you believe erroneously that anything that happens between you and your husband is just between both of you, you shouldn't let the third party know what you are going through. I want to say to you, as a roundup, you, can have another husband. Your husband can have another wife if anything happens to either of you. It is your children that can never, that cannot have another mother. And what of your own mother, in case your mother is still alive? Do you know the pain? But you don't know the pain of losing a daughter. But you don't know the pain of losing a daughter. Let me tell you something. Yes, you are committed to your marriage and committed to your husband is very good. But let me tell you something. Osinachi has left four children at the mercy of whoever. I don't know who can be a mother to those children like her. And she left an aged mother who will now know the pain of losing a daughter. And guess what? Her husband will remarry her husband that she was protecting so much will go on with his life. But she is gone. May her soul rest in peace. I pray that you will live out the number of your years. I pray you will fulfill destiny. You will fulfill purpose. I want you to know that there's no marriage in heaven. There's no marriage in heaven. And I want you to know that separation is such a sin. I want you to know that God doesn't hate divorces. I want you to know that your life matters. I love you with the love of the Lord. May God bless you and keep you, watch over you, 
I pray that you will be as wise as serpents. I pray that you will let the Lord help you. Reach out to your sisters. Open up. I love you. And God bless you in Jesus' name.